Hello and welcome back to the Premier Football Podcast. Um, I am Rafe Garland. I'm not Sean Windsor. Again, he's uh, absent for work. Um, you are Joseph Doherty. That's correct. Thanks for joining me. No problem. We get stuck in. Let's get stuck in. We've got lots to discuss today. Um, obviously, the major story of the week is Manchester City's European ban um, imposed on them by FIFA for two years. When I first heard this story during the week, Joe, I didn't actually believe that it was happening. I thought it was a hoax. So did I when it was put up on the WhatsApp group. I th- I'd say most people did. You have to yeah yeah you have to go and verify that yeah a couple of times yeah several times <laughs> actually and then try to wake yourself up <laughs> yeah like that's huge. We've it, never seen something like that in England. No, we we really not haven't. we're in England, but <laughs> we're not we're not in England, but we're followers of, of the English league. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. English sides have been banned from the Champions League before, but for totally different violations and and actions. Yeah. Would these be considered less extreme actions? Do you know, if you look at what teams have been banned for before, like City are the first team to be banned essentially for white-collar issues. What, what are their... Do you mean like... Um, well, I mean... Organism and things like well, that. Well, I mean, so. like the Hessel incident, obviously... Um, the English sides were banned for what five years? Yeah, yeah, Jesus, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a it's a big departure for UEFA, isn't it? To go after a big club. Well, no, but look, uh, they, they are they are a big reigning Premier League uh, champions yeah, two years yeah, in a row. Yeah, and they they've got a huge manager, huge squad, huge way to build their own by some of the rich, one of the richest families in the world. It's a big move. It's a, a bold move. And City are going to fight this with everything they have. Did you see the scenes of their their legal team walking into <laughs> assembling and yes. the massive posse of them? Yeah. Um, we were talking it's like Sinn Fein's. We were talking um, before the show, and we compared their situation to that of PSG. Mm. And I think PSG have been pulled up a couple of times for financial fair pay financial fair play yeah. irregularities um, or breaches of financial fair play and they've come away with slaps on the wrist, small fines mm. and I think people thought that the financial fair play was a bit of a piss take, a bit of a joke. Yeah. Is this UEFA for putting their foot down and saying here we're actually serious about this? It depends what happens, what, what's the outcome of the procedure but they're certainly looking to make an example out of Manchester City, aren't they? Yeah. And... Um, if we can look at kind of other clubs, often for clubs who don't spend a lot of enough money in the transfer market, fans will say, spend more, spend more and put more money. Owners tell, pleading with owners to put more money into the into the club. But it, this is the result of doing that. Yes. There's, just because you have a very wealthy owner, it doesn't mean that they can pump as much money as they want to into the club because no. at the end of the day, the and those, everything has to balance. Well, it does. And those laws are there for a reason. Like, there are so many examples across the world, but we'll look at England, like, for example, Leeds, Mm. who just spent far beyond their means, Mm. and it all fell apart very quickly. I mean, if, say, City were to continue spending and they were allowed to spend what they wanted, and suddenly they amassed a wage bill um, twice as high as any other team in the Premier League, and then suddenly the owners got bored, or, you know, it it wasn't financially viable anymore. They just packed it in yeah you know what no we're not interested in paying these players anymore yeah we're going to sell the club move on not our not our job anymore not our responsibility yeah good luck finding a buyer for a club like that now well like that's yeah the, like when, once a club makes that decision it's usually a downward spiral yeah it's very de- like you're all like Charlton Charlton Athletic yeah yeah just mismanaged into the ground. Exactly. I mean, you could think of Sunderland as well. Coventry City, who are down as low as League Two. Bolton, Brentford. Wimbledon, who ceased to exist. The saddest story in Berry. Berry, man. Just over the summer. I said Brentford, yeah, Berry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's shocking. Yeah. What does it mean for the rest of the season? Obviously, the UEFA have said that fifth place now, currently occupied by Spurs. Mm will be given as a Champions League spot. I mean, how long are these legal proceedings going to take? We're so late in the season now that surely they're not going to get a ruling before um, 
July or August or whenever the provisional qualifiers start for the Champions League. I think that the most likely outcome is that it's the, the the ban is not going to be in effect for next season. That it's going to be the two after because if they launch in the UA, playoff, UEFA have said that it will be the fifth place this year. This year, yeah. What if they get their appeal in in time and they're they're fighting it? Then they can't. Well, once they're in that process, yeah. my understanding is that you're not able to. Okay. To. Because the punishment, because the, the 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 yeah, but hasn't been settled. What about Chelsea though? They had their transfer ban that was imposed. They weren't allowed to appeal it, <laughs> appeal it, and then they finally did appeal it, and they their appeal was successful. And, and they, they signed the ban. But while they were appealing it, the ban still yeah. stood. Yeah, that's true. I I I heard, I read somewhere that it was a period of like in in that initial period of six months of the appeal that you did. Anyway, I think that's something we need to. No, do I, I think I think UEFA came out and clarified that it will be fifth place this year. That will right. get a spot, and that that's what people are planning for. It makes the rest of the season a whole lot more interesting. It really does. Now we were talking. Well, I'm not going to start talking about specific clubs yet. We'll go through club by club, but obviously it opens the door for a host of opportunities that we never thought we'd have at this stage at the start of the season. For example, yeah. Leicester in third place. And one of possibly Sheffield United or even Wolves, yeah, could take that fifth place spot. Or Everton if they if they or keep Everton. Their form up. Imagine yeah. having two of those teams representing mm. England in the Champions League it's next mad. year. It's 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 massive and it's not out of the realms of possibility. At the, at the same time, but you, they'll never break the big six, Joe. <laughs> they'll never break into the big six. These teams. What is the big six? It's done. It's finished, isn't it? Well, the big six is the big six only started a few years ago when Tottenham finally. After years of being the fifth, sixth, seventh best best yeah. team in the, in the league, um, under Harry Redknapp, actually cracked the the top four a couple of years. There ago. was a top four for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, and Chelsea. The big six the... and the agenda against them, though, I think, has been largely manufactured by fans of other clubs and of the media. Because I mean, Leicester City went on to win the Premier League in two thousand fifteen. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. They're now third in the Premier League. Wolves came straight up last year and finished seventh, seventh, yeah, in the league, yeah, and are now looking to break into it this year in their second season but in the Premier League again. And Sheffield United are in their first season in the Premier League and currently sit mm. sixth in the league, twenty six <laughs> games in. Yeah, this is refreshing. It this is. is very, very, very good to see. Um, and Liverpool, who haven't won the league for thirty years, are top. I mean, it's not the same old no, Manchester United, not. Chelsea, City. No, it's not. It's, it's something completely different. Yeah. And we, we haven't seen a period... I can't remember the last time where you had a club like Wolves come up, finish seventh, and then do it again the next year while competing in Europe. Yeah. And at the same time, have another club come up in Sheffield United and be even higher. I would love for someone to tell me, but I can't... There's been cases in the past of the likes of... Sund- uh, sorry, Ipswich coming up and finishing fifth. Charlton Athletic came up and finished ninth. There's been good... But Burnley finished seventh, didn't they? A couple of years ago. Yeah. There's been there's been instant impacts from teams, but then they always slip down. And they always. Do you think that is that is to do with the fall off or lack of progress in some of the established mm-hmm. sides, or do you think it's to do with an increase in quality in the lesser sides, or is it a combination of both? Definitely a combination of both. I mean, Arsenal, Manchester United, and Tottenham, Chelsea to a lesser extent as well. They've not been. They're not third. Leicester have managed to get in. In there, well, they, they I think with their transfer banner and their new manager are clearly oh, they're in a period of, of trying, rebuilding, uh, period rebuild. Or, yeah, yeah, so okay, so it's mainly the other the other three, mm-hmm. um, are, are clearly having poor seasons. But you could say the Spurs are now back in contention for the Champions League. That's definitely a fair thing to say. But I mean, they're in a Champions League spot right now, so yeah. it's definitely a fair thing to say. But but I think that the amount of money that the clubs have in the Premier League now because of TV rights makes it very. It does easy for lower like what Bournemouth who don't spend their money particularly well. They also don't have a lot of money, but they're routinely spending like 15, 20, 30 million pounds on players. They love a Liverpool knockoff, don't they? Yeah, they do, and it never goes particularly well for them. They're signing the wrong players. They need to sign different for Rihi next time. Jordan <laughs> Nine, but even Villa. I mean, that were parachute payments with 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 coming up, but they spent over a hundred million pounds in the summer. Um, West Ham spend a lot of money. Everyone has money to spend in, in English football. It's so different to the other top leagues. Is it though, or do some of the larger European clubs can they compete with them? The likes of Juventus, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. 
But I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like when can oh, like, across the board like yeah like when when do Stavren <laughs> go and spend forty million euro yeah, on no, euros or Alas Verona in Italy or in in Spain like Getafe or what or Valladolid or what you know yeah. what I mean? The, the, these are cast strapped teams. Yeah, and in the Premier League is just not like that anymore. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're right. It's become a much more kind of. Yeah, it is much more competitive across the board, isn't it? Far much more competitive across the board. Which like, is a good it, thing. It, it is, and this 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 is this is where Leicester have done so well. Like if you if you have a if your club is one run properly, yeah, and if you're able to if you have a good network of scouts, and you can go and spend fifteen million pounds, which is a, a good you, amount but, of money, and you plan but, properly, you have it, a, it, you it, have it, a good it, plan for what you want to do with that money, and exactly. have the style of football you want to play, and the manager you want to have. For, Shaglar Siunchu, eighteen million pounds. I would love to know when teams who finish tenth in the other top leagues go out and spend eighteen million euro, twenty million euro on players because they don't. And Fulham, they, who were newly promoted last year, went out and spent over hundred million euro. Exactly the same as this year. Yeah. It's it's just insanely amount of money. But what I'm saying is that with, with, with if if you're able to spend that amount of money, which is not colossal in comparison to the amount that City spend and Manchester United. The, the big six if you will but it's a lot in, it's it's more yeah. to fend off competitor it's 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 a bigger amount of money to fend off competitors from definitely your equals from across the other you talk about the needs. big six though I mean Spurs don't have a reputation for spending money Arsenal don't really have a reputation for spending money Arsenal spent 72 million pounds on Nicolas Pepe Spurs spent 50 million pounds on Tangelay they did, but if you look at the money that, that Everton have spent over the last few years, mm. Wolves have actually spent a lot of money coming up as well. I think over the last four seasons, yeah. they've got a higher net spend than Juventus or something like that. No, they've got a huge net spend. That doesn't they, surprise me. Juventus do things differently in recent years because they target free transfers yeah, on huge wages, um, but they also pay big money like they did for, for Ronaldo. But... Um, Spurs. The thing with Spurs is that they have spent money recently. It's just that they had those three windows in the row where they literally didn't spend anything. Yeah. This summer they spent close to 100 million pounds. Arsenal spent the second most in the league actually. Yeah. 125 million pounds. So, it's Liverpool didn't spend this year. No, no, they didn't. But the year before and the year before that, they spent yeah, a lot. They did. So it kind of goes in. I think clubs go. You know, you save a lot of money and like 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 anything, you save a lot of money and then you go out and spend it, and then you start saving again. Right, we look at some of the fixtures. Yeah. All right. Uh, we kicked off this some week. Of the, some of the results. Some even. of the results, even. Yeah, Ever- Everton Palace was the first game. Everton won 3 1. Um, I think that is one defeat in 11 games since Cardillo Ancelotti took over, and that mm. defeat was against Liverpool in his first game. He's doing a very good job. He's really stabilised them. They're in the bottom three. When he's he doing over. much better than I thought he was going to do. <laughs> Me too. He's a very good manager, and people were laughing at the idea of him coming to Arsenal. I still think that Arteta is probably going to be the the, the guy there. But like the t- for for what I, my point being is that people were laughing Ancelotti away, saying he was finished because he couldn't couldn't do it in Napoli. Napoli is one of the most difficult places to go and manage in Europe. Yeah, it is. <coughs> one of the, it's, it's toxic, isn't it? Oh, it is. If you don't and get with, it right, with the fans as well and and the owners. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he's got the best out of players like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who has never been a goal scorer before, but he's turned him into a... He's, he's in double... Yeah, I mean, he's not doing anything incredible, but he's way above his usual... Is he knocking on the door for an England place? It, you don't have to do too much <laughs> to get an England call-up these days, is what I'll say. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he's done enough. Fair enough. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll try and get through these a little bit. Uh, Crystal Palace, who obviously lost, um, find themselves now 14th in the table. Um, they were, I think, in the top six for the first 10 weeks of the year. Right. They Are they in trouble, Joe? 30 points after 26 games, six points from safety. Yeah, they might be. West Ham have a game in hand as well, so they could only be five points from safety. Six points is not a lot in this league. It only takes you two like, games. We, exactly. <laughs> we, we've seen how, how 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 rotational the the bottom half and the top half of the table can be. Yeah. It really only takes a couple of a couple of wins, a couple of losses from from teams in and around there to change the complexion of the league entirely. So. I don't think that they're in a particularly healthy position now. No, well, no, they're, they're, they're behind Southampton now. Yeah, they are, yeah. And I remember how, how Southampton <laughs> have been doing 
Well, Newcastle have, have been actually quite strong this year. They've always been so, up mid-table. Was, Southampton were gone at one stage. Well, right? they were. But then, then they were almost knocking on the door for Europe, and now they've... <laughs> <laughs> it's a market. good league this year, isn't it? Man, it's a great league. It's a great league. Um, but I, 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 Do you worry for Palace? No, I think they'll probably be fine, but it's not a comfortable place to be, is it? They're not going anywhere, are they? They're not going forwards. Where can they go? Like what's the like? It's well, I mean, they're a London club, Joe, and if it like we've just highlighted how easy it actually is, if with a bit of planning and a little bit of investment, yeah. If, for Wolves, like Sheffield United are newly promoted and they're in sixth. Why didn't Palace take forty million pounds for Wilfried Zaha from Arsenal? They could have asked for just ten million more. They wanted eighty. No one's going like that. Was the chance to get it seriously? He's also been cash. their only player this year. Though. I don't think they need cash, man. They need a plan. They need they need to not have Roy Hodgson as manager. Well, if Roy, Roy, Roy Hudson's a functional manager. He is, but he's never gonna. That that's it. Like he, he's, he's you're never he going to see him that. More often than not, but he has been relegated, hasn't he? No, no. With Fulham, he he came in and he was in charge of the greatest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He he failed horribly at Liverpool. And he failed horribly at England. He did, yeah, yeah. Two high-profile jobs. But he's done well internationally, I suppose. When he was when he was younger, though, I mean. Well, yeah, he managed Switzerland. Um, I don't know what he... He managed Italy as well. He managed Inter Milan, yeah. 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 He signed Dennis Bergkamp, I think. From Ajax. Mm-hmm. Bro- no. Sorry, go ahead. I was finished talking about Palace. So was I. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were both steering the conversation on. Brighton-Watford, 1-1. Watford is still down there. They are. Brighton are still down there as well. They are. Um, a, that, good, a good point for both teams. I think probably a game that neither wanted to lose to the, 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 the loss would have would have put Watford neck and neck with Brighton and it would have put Brighton uh, in a much better Brighton, position. Brighton, for all of their good football and their promising young English mm. manager and <laughs> everything that went with their media hype. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. For that patch during the, yeah. the middle of the season just before Christmas. Yeah. Are only three points, possibly two from safety after West Ham played it. Well, look, West Ham aren't picking up any points against City. They're yeah. three points from safety. But th- that goes the same for Aston Villa, another media darling, and Bournemouth. Three in a row, actually. If you look Bournemouth, Bournemouth haven't been media darlings this year. Oh, they've been, they, they've been criticized in the past, they have been. They've been criticized a little bit more this time around. But Villa and Brighton have been getting a lot of praise. But Brighton, Brighton are down there. They are, yeah. But, is it? I heard this discussion during the week, or last week. I know these games were two weeks ago, guys. I'll take this moment to, to apologize to you personally. Um, to apologise to you for the um, the lack of content last week, obviously uh, with with the winter break and the Irish general election, the Irish general election, and yeah. um, and some personal health issues as well. Um, not for either of us. Not for either of us. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we didn't get a show out, so we're we're going back over some of these games. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same game week. Um, yeah, Watford. Watford are not in a good place either. No, they're really not. And I mean, they're in a better place than when Pearson took over. <laughs> no doubt, but and, and and maybe this might be the best that he. They're only one point from for. safety, but with any of these teams, certainly, certainly Villa and Watford and Norwich. Seventeenth on the last day is a good achievement. It is. Sorry, what I was going to ask you about Brighton is: should they go down? Is that a bad sign for young English managers? It shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. But will people use Graham Potter as an example? One way or another, whether he succeeds or whether he fails. Because we've not had a young a young English manager like that for years. And now Brendan Rodgers came through at a young enough age. He's obviously not Irish. Irish. Yeah. He's still British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you don't get a, for now you don't get a lot of young British managers coming through though no you don't Eddie Howe as well Eddie Howe as well yeah. young British manager um, they could both go down this year yeah they could um, I hope not it, 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 and, and it shouldn't be but it, it might I, I, I still don't I, don't I don't think the Brighton will will go down no me neither um, continue there or even I might just um, yeah, look, we'll move on. Anyway, um, obviously, British managers, their fates, do do they represent 
the broader image of British managers coming through. If, if Rogers or Potter or Rogers and Potter were to go down this year, it would be a bad thing for young English managers, wouldn't it? You mean uh, How and Potter? How and Potter, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it would be, but the. The, and and I, the, the, the thing about Potter is that it was it, it was a it was a risk from by the by the owners. Was Potter a player? Was he? Uh, Brighton. I'm not a hundred. I don't think. Sure. I'm not even sure that he was. He a was. He was player, manager. Though, he? I think he was, but he he was. I don't think he was an Andre Villas Boas type. He was manager of Ostersunds in in Sweden. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think they'll go down. I think there are worse teams than Brighton, but it, it would, would be put the spotlight on. Young I I think Watford will have enough to claw themselves out of there. I think Norwich and West Ham will go down. And who are they bringing with them? Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth are... Yeah, I've said, I've said it before. I think Bournemouth are a, a bad team these days. I think the Villa... Wow, man, Villa could go down as well. It's not a good sign to be so dominant against Spurs or a- anyone else and end up losing the game. No. Like, it's all very well to say they're a great event. It's all about results. It is. That's not... not that, the performance that they put in doesn't mask over the, the result. No. And they should have got something out of that game. Let's talk about Bournemouth for a minute. <clears throat> they, um, they fell victims 2-1 and Stephen United who obviously continue their own European push. What's the biggest issue of Bournemouth? Lack of investment, lack of recruitment, lack of good recruitment? The recruitment's been very poor. I can't remember the, the, the last good player, the player that's worked out that I can remember, Josh King and Nathan Ackie. Yeah. Most of the recruitment... Um, Nathan Ackie has a buyback clause, though, so they could well lose him. Yeah, they could, but I think that that's the least of their worries. To They've also sold... Neil Moussa to um, Sheffield United and he's doing very well he's doing quite well this year yeah he has while they're struggling for goals yeah it's I I said it before I, th- I think that um, Eddie Howe has probably been there too long he should have been angling for a, a bigger job do, do all managers have a lifespan now yes do they yeah yeah I would say I would say that in any Walk of life, the ro- rotational leadership. But how long? Why, how long should you keep a manager for? What? What? What's their? What's their max lifespan? Five years. How long three, is Klopp three, in Liverpool next? Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, this is going to his fifth. So he should leave at the end of the year. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. No, I know he's an exception. That's the average. I yeah. think that in in most cases, three year contracts and then build towards something new and. I, I, in in politics, yeah. There's a in civilized countries, there's a cap on the amount of time that you can be in charge. In civilized countries, yes. We won't we won't ask the question as to what defines a civilized country because we might we might differ. In democracies, but I will in also I, I will I will also say that uh, just to clarify myself that not every country wishes to be a democracy. No. And that's fine. In the country that we're shooting from, there's no limit on how long you can be Taoiseach, the Prime Minister of the country. Is that right? That is right. Bertie did three terms. Anyway. In Britain, Britain you can do three terms. I think you can, I think you can continue going, though. Um, but anyway, anyway it's, not not a, it's not the, the political, political podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, the Blades, Joe. Mm. Are they going to be playing in Europe next year in some shape or form by the looks of things? Um, maybe. Well, I mean, I if, if, European, to be played. if European places stretch all the way down to eighth, possibly even ninth. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not ninth. Maybe well, eighth. Well, if, hang on, if the top five are Champions League. And then you get two places. Six, seven, eight. Can you not have four teams in the Europa League? No, because the winners of the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup both get a place. It's two teams. It's six and seventh usually, or it's just six. It's normally just fifth. In Sorry, the it's 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 and fifth two and, league and then places. Then but then it depends on the performances. And no, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Unless an English team wins both the no wins the Europa League, then they'll go up to the Champions League spot. 
mm-hmm. and there'll be five English teams in the Champions League. Meaning that there'll be three places below that. Well, I certainly hope that my English team wins the Europa League. That I'm sure be... that you do, because they're not going to get into Europe otherwise, into the, into, into the real Europe. Well, tell me this. If you're talking about Palace getting relegated, who are six points away from safety, how does that rule out Arsenal finishing sixth? Because, finishing fifth? Because Palace are much worse than Spurs. I don't think Spurs are particularly great. They're not particularly great, but they've been undergoing a quite an impressive run of form since Jose Mourinho took over. Mm. Like it or not, they've clawed their way up to fifth. They're only a point behind Chelsea going into tonight's game. And this is the thing about the league right now. It doesn't take much to get you. You don't have to be fantastic by any stretch of the imagination to get yourself back into the mix. No, you don't. Arsenal have been abject. Arsenal have won three games in 18. Yeah. If Arsenal win three and five, they'll probably be sixth. Quite possibly, actually. Probably. Yeah, I mean, what are they there? Where, where's a nice place to put it? Uh, United, Everton and Wolves. Well, United could win tonight in theory, but say say United draw tonight. One win would lift Arsenal to seventh. Yeah. Provided the teams ahead drop points. So they're not, they're not a million miles away, but I mean, they are still currently 10th. They have, for the first time since, I think, the first few game weeks, gone to a positive goal difference. You're yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Man, it makes me uh, appreciate the tough job that Mikel Arteta is doing by getting... He's got four clean sheets in his last eight games. And I, I've actually been very frustrated by the attacking play, in re- certainly in the game against Burnley last time out, the time before I had the match last night. Um, but I completely agree that the for, what was Arsenal's problem? Defending. Yeah. So the first thing that you have to he had to do was to redress the defense. It, man, he's starting Mustafi in the Wiz and he's getting back to back clean sheets. Una Emery. Well, hang on a second. They're playing Newcastle at home. Unai. Newcastle, Newcastle do not score on the road. They barely score as it is. Unai Emery conceded um, twenty three goals in his last. I don't. Eight think, games. I don't think he would have conceded that to Newcastle. You don't think so? I don't think anyone. Well, we didn't concede away to Newcastle. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but no, no. What I'm saying is that four clean sheets and eight. Yeah. Is I, I Emery? I think might have got two. He got two clean but sheets. But what, what is it? In, two wins in seven. Two wins in six. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But my point being, the defense was so bad that you had to just focus. You had to put the the, the yeah most of the priority on that. Except that there'll be a few draws along the way, but it's a work in progress. And the most important thing is that that defense gains some sort of solidity. How important has a good defense been for Liverpool? It's been huge. They've only conceded fifteen goals this year. It's been a difference. Oh, and same for them last year as well. La- last season was built on their defence. They've been a bit more exactly. attacking this year. But la- last season's performance, they only lost one game in the Premier League, was built on defence. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, look, obviously it's huge. Chelsea won the league defending. Um, Leicester won the league defending and going for and hitting teams on the break. Mm. It can be done. Um, I want to talk about Wolves, who yeah. do something very... They, they focus on defence first. I try hit teams on the break. I, I mean, really do. The Leicester game was rubbish. It was awful to watch. Um, Wolves were absolutely robbed of a goal um, from VAR for the. Oh, I don't know if you saw. Actually, this is this is hilarious. Connor Cody confronting the referee going down the tunnel. Mm. I'm trying to think, was it Mike Dean in charge? Um, Probably was man. No, it wasn't. The thing was Atkinson. Um, but One of the two. He was. He went over to him. Uh, did you? You didn't see this, did you? No. No. So. Wolves took a short corner and then played a return pass to the corner taken before it was crossed in. Second ball headed down to find its way into the back of the goal. And as the corner taker, I can't remember who it was, was, was coming back onside, the ball was played to him. Mm. Now, even though he was running away from goal with his body leaning forwards and the defenders leaning backwards, the tip of his heel as he was running back towards his own goal and the defenders were dropping deeper was adjudged to be offside. Yeah. And I mean the tip of his heel. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. I think it was, it actually went into the box, came back out, it was crossed in on the other side. I think it was four or five passes before the goal. Yeah. The tip of his heel on the far side, it was judged to be offside. We had another tip of the heel one already this season. We've had, had a few tips of the heel. There's the um, Wesley tip of the heel for Villa. Sheffield United were done out of one as well with the tip of the heel. Um, 
Look, it's, it's... I think with, with, with those fine margins that you... If you don't have the proof, you can't convict, right? Well, I mean, they theoretically have the proof, but it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's also... It's, um, it's judge on camera angles. It is, and frames of when the ball is passed, and it's, it's too... Similar. It's too wishy-washy, man. You, we're, we're not saying... Man, you can tell by looking at it that he's outside. Yeah. Yeah, he was onside. Yeah, you don't need to be coming back and disallowing goals for that. With all of them, you can tell that. But it, it, we, it like this. nobody thought it was offside. Nobody in the ground, even for a second, thought that there might have been an offside at any stage in that goal. They seem to just routinely check all goals with VAR. Yeah. Even though nobody suspects that there might be any reason to wash them off, and had that goal been awarded, nobody even now would be talking about it with as many replays as you wanted. Without those stupid lines, you wouldn't be able to see it. No one would be saying he was on offside. Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway, look, um, rubbish game of football. Yeah. I think Wolves get a little bit too much credit for the way they play. So do I. I don't think they play good football at all. But it's, oh, it's really horrendous. But at the same time, there is a lot to be said for different styles of football. Man, they play. Uh, a, there's no one right. A bank of five, a bank of four, and one striker. <laughs> they do, don't they? They do. Raul Jimenez does a tough job. Yeah. There, and they have Jota and Traore, or whoever it is that starts on the wings. Just bombing up and down. Yeah. Could Jimenez cut it at a bigger club? I mean, he's a good goal scorer. Do you know he's 28? He, he could get a big move, yeah. I mean, if... Yeah. How much would he cost if, if Manchester know? United were looking for a new striker? Or Chelsea. Yeah. Um, They could get £50 million pounds for him. Yeah. 45 I think they probably could. Yeah, they could. How much did they sign him for last year? 30 They had yeah. him on loan and they bought him mid-60. Mid well, if they bought him for 30 he's probably worth, what, 55 yeah, he's he's, he's a consistent for it to be worth for wolves to bother selling him for it to be worth their while. Yeah, they'd want to be making twenty five million on him, wouldn't they? He, yeah, they would. Yeah, he, he's he's the sort of striker who get you double digits goals and assists. I don't know that he would want to leave though. I think he he seems quite happy at wolves, and they seem to be. He, he does, he, he but I, I, that, I think yeah. if a, a club of that stature came in, yeah. Someone offering him consistent European football. Well, can anyone offer consistent European football anymore? That's the big question. If you're not Liverpool, <laughs> well, is there any guarantee yeah. of playing in Europe in two years' time? The way the league is going, you'd have to say no. No, there's yeah. not. Which is, again, good for the league. Um, Leicester, another draw for them. They mm. stay a point behind City. City, obviously, with a game in hand, four points behind. But they're, they're still nine points clear of Chelsea. They're very safe there, but they, they, they've not hit the same level we were, there was a time where we were talking about Leicester being in a title challenge that ship has sailed a long time ago but the fact that they and sorry not but and the fact that they are still nine points clear albeit with the game in hand in third place is yeah. a damning indictment of how poor the rest of the league what are we two thirds of the way through the season yeah so yeah. what they should expect to finish around 75 points that's a pretty decent if they continue at the rate they're going that's that's a pretty decent return for a Premier League season isn't it? It is a decent return actually I think we've probably had the league one with 80 points in the past yeah I mean so but like the, like no they, 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 went, they got off to a flying start but they have been stuttering oh yeah and of it's, course it's surprising yeah. that, some, that no one has got closer than nine points Um, is Jamie Vardy going to start scoring again? For anyone playing fantasy football at home, I've still got him in my team. Have you got him in yours? As captain, uh, <laughs> I regret not having Bamiyang because he, he he did well. It's not like you not to have a Bamiyang in your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I took him out when Arsenal were playing poorly, and no, sorry when he got suspended. Um, Is he going to start scoring? He he, he, he scores. Oh, sorry, uh, Vardy. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's, scoring he's not goals. going. He, he didn't get not kicked. We get four. He's not going to get thirty goals. I think getting twenty, and that's getting three, yeah, would be good. Yeah, I think he scored twenty four when in in the title winning season. I don't, no. I don't think he'll get that. Are Leicester going to have an issue over the summer when teams come looking for James Madison mm-hmm. and possibly even Harvey Barnes, possibly Yuri Tillman's, definitely Wilfred and Didi, Ben Chilwell, possibly Ben Chilwell. So into, I don't know that he's been. Brilliant. He's been very good. And there's a lot of people who are saying he should be in the team this season. They're wrong though. If they've actually watched Leicester, he has made mistakes. I mean, he has been good, but he's not. He's not been as good as others. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Leicester do have a problem in one sense 
in another sense they have an opportunity because they are have these players tied down to long term contracts they're young and they can demand a serious amount of money for each James player. Madison is going to go he's, yeah. a, he's a United fan J- J- they're going to come looking for James Madison him. unless they, they they've just, they've just signed Bruno Fernandes it's Manchester United they don't care I they don't, don't, and the, the, man they'll have all three of them and they'll all be shy because they'll never find well, I suppose yeah, look, if, if Pogba goes they could well sign two of them um, you mean both of them both of them yeah man, then and have, possibly Ndidi as well play him in the six then they'd have three players who play in the same position and they'd play two of them they'd, they'd play with a six and two eights well, they could do that. City do that. Liverpool do that. Liverpool's eights are different, but um, they're more like three sixes. They're more <laughs> like a third centre-back <laughs> two sixes. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Anyway, like I said, Leicester have an opportunity to cash in on players and reinvest. If you were James Madison, so say Manchester United finish in... I'm going to give them a bit of credit and say they finish in the Europa League spot. They, yeah. don't, they don't win the Europa League. Are they in the Europa League this year? Yes. Yeah. They don't say they don't win it this year. They're not in the Champions League next year. Am I me, Joe, the Arsenal fan, or James Madison, James Madison, the, the Leicester well, fan? Well, I'll, I'll ask you as, as both, okay? <laughs> Manchester United come offering. What, what's he making at Leicester now? I don't know, 50 grand a week. Would he be? He's only a young kid, probably on his... 30, 40? Yeah. You know, they come in with 120 grand a week. Man, I'd take the money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of your one of your Joe the Arsenal fan <laughs> same answer same answer but I mean he's would you turn out the chance to play for Manchester United as much as you hate them man if I was already playing in the Premier League I think I genuinely would turn them to you could United. quadruple your wages we've had lots of discussions about, about, money. Days about money and yeah, you know I, that it's not a driving factor in my force I know yeah, it's I not a driving I, force I, I think we, we know where we both stand on that and we stand I, on opposite sides if I was lucky enough to play in the Premier League consistently <laughs> for a team that was up the top end of the table I don't think I would go and play for Manchester United no I mean there are worse clubs ethically and morally and in terms of what they represent and in lots of ways Manchester United are a fantastic football club they're good for developing young British players you know but I really don't like them at all I don't like them either (laughs) I know too many United fans um, that made me too miserable for too long. Yeah. Um, you know, it became the epitome of everything I hated for a very long time in my life. And I, I don't think I can cross that divide. I think it would be very difficult for me to look down at my jersey and see, and see that devil there. Do you know what I mean? What, what about wearing a red jersey and black shorts? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Um, Southampton hosted Burnley Joe um, yeah. Burnley in, in, won this game in a breezy affair yeah you could say uh, that <laughs> you, you said earlier that you were surprised that Southampton fell but I, I, I said that yeah. they were playing against a, a rugby team a rugby team in the wind yeah essentially yeah, they were playing against a, a bunch of guys that were six foot plus who's done it the best that style of play well I mean Burnley finished what seven two, two three years ago <laughs> yeah has anyone has anyone done it better than that? I mean, an Arsenal did it back in the day. Not like that. Well, Ian Wright up top, long balls, quick wingers. I think we could probably find a point in time where every club has done that. Yeah. But, uh, United two years ago. <laughs> United under Ferguson. Give it to Beckham. <laughs> well, I mean, more more evidently under Moyes and Mourinho, more so than anybody. It's a, it's a less success. Um, yeah. Well, Mourinho did win a few trophies. Um, Mourinho could still win the Premier League with Manchester United. He could. Yeah, that's an ongoing issue. Bur- Bur- Burnley. I mean, they've, they've not been in a great run of form. No, um, they haven't. They, they find, find themselves, themselves 11th. 11th, yeah. Joint points, joint on points with Arsenal. And I think... Um, Sean Dyche said after the game that if you had offered them after 26 games to be level on points with Arsenal then it would your hand off. Yeah, but it probably would have expected to be fourth and fifth. Not. Well, I mean... No, but it, it is. I, looking I, at I, the I, table, I, I, take, I, take his I think this is probably... Uh, like Sheffield United are a surprise package. They're only five points ahead <laughs> of them. But everybody else ahead of Burnley you would expect to be ahead of them. Liverpool, City, Leicester, Chelsea... Spurs, Sheffield yeah, United, Wolves, Everton, yeah, United would. and Arsenal. Yeah, and to be honest, looking at the teams below them, it's only really West Ham and Watford 
and they've been dire this yeah. year that you'd expect to be ahead. I mean, Bournemouth have been a, mi- a mid-table team. You wouldn't expect them to be ahead of no, Burnley. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't no. Newcastle, no. I wouldn't expect any of those teams to be <laughs> no. ahead of Burnley, to be honest. And to be honest, I'm not surprised to see West Ham down there. Burnley are where they should be. They're exactly where they should be right now. Yeah, they're a mid-table side. They are probably credit. the 11th best team in the Premier League. Do you know what? Credit to them for being able to go away from home and win uh, a few times a season. Yeah. Because not every... Uh, not every mid-table club is able to do that. No, Arsenal struggle with it. They do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good times. Um, speaking of good times, Liverpool beat Norwich 1-0. Liverpool are addicted to winning football games, aren't they? They really are. They found the winning formula, quite they, literally. Yeah. To winning. I mean, this was... I don't, I don't know if you saw this game. It was actually quite a good game. Norwich had their chances. They maybe even had some of the better chances before they were scored. They hit the post at one stage. Um, Liverpool were absolutely bashing on the door, though, for the last half an hour, and they, they got the goal with 20 minutes to go. Sadio Mane came off the bench. I mean, if the thing about Liverpool, though, is if they can't crack you one way, yeah, they'll try another way. And if they can't crack you that way, they'll try another way. And if they can't crack you that way... Plan D, Plan E, Plan F. <laughs> they have lots of different ways to score and to break teams down. It's, they really it's do. Not, it's not um, the heavy metal football of old. No. Where they had that counter-attacking, gung-ho style. Do you know what, though? It, they do that for five or ten minutes a game at different stages. Mm. Suddenly, you can, the lads are going to give each other a do nod you know, or whatever. And do you know what it does? Wave. It, it, it absolutely derails what the other team is trying to do, and it takes the energy Well, they out. did it to Norwich. Like Norwich probably had the better of the first half, and then when Liverpool came in in the second half, they just got after them. Yeah. Then like Nor- they had given Norwich a bit of freedom to try play it from the back a little bit, and maybe they they had set that trap early in the game and made them comfortable with the idea that they can play out, and they planted that seed that they were able to play out. Yeah. And then they just came for them. And I mean, the goalkeeper was making mistakes. There was balls going under defenders' feet, and they were suddenly rattled in that way. And at the same time that they were doing that. They had suddenly switched the ball from right to left. And it wasn't Trent that was the attacking force now. It was suddenly Andy Robertson that was coming up. And they were defending from the other side of the pitch. And Mo Salah wasn't playing as high. He was dropping, he was coming short, looking for the balls. Mm. And they just changed they changed their shape two or three times a game until they figure it out. Yeah. They they're incredibly good at problem solving, this Liverpool team, as well yeah. as being resilient. And they have about 10 different formations that they can use. They do. Interchangeably throughout the game. Yeah. And different combinations. Yeah. But it, it all hinges around the, <laughs> the fantastic coaching that they've had. And, you know, two or three players, people give Roberto Firmino a lot of stick. Mm. But he he's essential to all of those styles being possible to play. He can play as a number nine or a number eight in the same game. Sometimes he'll do both. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Liverpool number eight. I mean a genuine number eight. I know. <laughs> Do, do you see Klopp as this kind of, you know, uh, authoritarian leader, like great leader type figure? The thing football? about Jurgen Klopp, like, I mean, they hang banners of, but do they have banners of Jurgen Klopp coming down in Anfield, like with his just his face, like? Of that? course they do. Like, but they <laughs> love, they love, they love that, they love that in Anfield, though. They've got all, they still have Rafa Benitez. They even still have a few Rogers ones going. They do. They do tend to respect a lot of the managers that they've had. Yeah. Obviously, there's Shankly and Paisley and Julier and lots of lots of great managers that have come before. <laughs> they do remember. I'm not going <laughs> to. Julier is the great manager. I know. I've loved Lampton in there, but he does. They, you see the banners as well. They this do respect. They do respect. Yeah. What's come before them, but I think if Jurgen Klopp really wants to be remembered as one of the greats, he's got to go ahead and he's got to start winning a shit of more trophies. He's got. Oh, he's, he's got yeah. it started. But I mean this. Last year was year one of trophies. Yeah, I've said. I, I've He's got to do it for four or five years. I, I think. I think that if he cracks it this year, that we could see five years of, of Liverpool just cleaning up. Well, his contract is up until twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think we. Could, I, I think we could see Premier League after Premier. Maybe not every year, but three Premier Leagues in that time. Do you know what? But they are. I know that they are, but no team goes and wins five Premier Leagues in a row. What's the? What, how many did United win in a row? I think three, and then Blackburn won it. What about and in the then, late two thousand? Were Chelsea were probably challenging with that? No, Arsenal were challenging in the late nineties, and then Chelsea in the mid two thousands. Yeah, late they never did more than three in a row. And even with managers, the most outside of Ferguson is three: Mourinho, Wenger, and Pep. Has Pep only done two? 
Pep has got the last two. Yeah, so Mourinho and Wenger have got three each. Mourinho might be about to get a fourth. I really hope not. <laughs> Imagine Jose Mourinho had won more Premier Leagues than Arsene Wenger. I'm very unhappy. I love Arsene Wenger, even though I, I hate the last 10 years of his... I think Steven Gerrard being awarded a Premier League winner's medal though would be karmatic justice for everybody that doesn't support Liverpool. <laughs> uh, do you think the, the slipping memes would still continue or would they be a little bit pointless at this stage? If he was to win a, a medal, would people still be sending those gifts of him slipping over the ball? Yeah, they'd be pointless because then Liverpool fans could turn around and say and lift a, a show a picture of him Cheering a medal or something, yeah. Yeah, um, we don't want that, do we? Oh, imagine they got him back in the full kit on the last day of the season. They, I, so they, they, they John Terry saw when they had two. They had two separate teams lifting two separate trophies. They had Brendan Rodgers and a thirteen fourteen Liverpool side <laughs> alongside the current. Who would overlap in those teams? Milner. Was Milner there thirteen fourteen? Was he? Maybe he wasn't. If he wasn't there, he was playing for City though. He already won that year, so <laughs> I don't think he's too worried. Uh, Raheem Sterling's gone the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Sterling would come and put a Liverpool kick? Sterling would be happy. I need to win an extra Premier League. Yeah. Um, Do you think he can come back and celebrate? No. At Anfield, put on the red jersey and lift the trophy? I don't think that they... You are an idealist. <laughs> to the extreme. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think that uh, anyone would organise celebrations like that. Oh, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Scousers would, man. I know that they would. <laughs> They're a special breed. They are. In, they, a, good, in a good way. Um, Big Beatles fans in this channel. Right. We'll move um, We'll move from Liverpool to Birmingham, where Villa suffered a 3-2 defeat to your mates, Tottenham Hotspur. I would say a very unlucky. Unjust. Not be, I, I, will pray Spurs, I, will, I will pray Spurs for winning. Yeah. It's always good to win, and Son's winning goal was excellent. They got a dubious penalty to equalise at 1-1. Mm. Son missed it. It was saved by Pepe Arena, but he scored the rebound. Um, they got a large slice of luck for the last goal. Sorry, I've got the hiccups now. Oh, With the ball going under Engel's foot, the through ball for Son. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, Toby Alderman scored an own goal before going on to score himself. Yeah. So he got 1-1, the equaliser was 2-2. Yeah. Um, we had So we had Alderweireld, who scored an own goal. And then scored an equaliser. Yes. We had Engels, who gave away a penalty. Yeah. Went and scored his first goal for the club. And then, and then made a last a, minute mistake. Uh, uh, an error direct, directly into a goal. In the 94th minute of the game. Yeah. When have we ever seen that before? Like two players. Both making mistakes, yeah. redeeming themselves, and then one making another mistake at the yeah. end. But I mean, man, this is the wind in the Premier League. Yeah, it's drama, isn't it? Well, you see, uh, the, uh, the first goal, the... Alderman own goal. The ball clearly hung up in the wind and on the way across the box, and he misjudged it and hung the leg out and kicked it in. Um, I, I can't blame the wind for Engel's first one, but I think the second one it did deviate the ball slightly as it came towards him. This is something that Klopp spoke about and Pep actually spoke about as well. The biggest challenges coming to England were dealing with the wind, and City obviously called off their game last week because of the wind. Yeah, that's um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't know, it's, it's something interesting to, to factor in. Well, I've just heard a huge gust of wind outside the window here, so it, it, it is very strong. And I had a very unpleasant walk around Dublin city centre earlier on today, which I told you about. Do you, did you it's, enjoy do, do, playing football in the wind? No, it's not nice. Well, if you've got the wind at your back and you can shoot from the halfway line? Well... It's difficult to kick it in the right way because it is, isn't you it? can easily overshoot it. Yeah, you've got to um, kind of aim, aim for the crossbar but don't get it too high. Just <laughs> it, it, Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it, it really interferes with the style of play because even if you're trying to play Bernie-style football, you can't yeah. to your best, to the best of your abilities. Well, so. i tell you who you don't want to be on a windy day. Who? A goalkeeper. Well... You're. I, I wouldn't know too much about. I do that, a few but... stints and goals, and I'm telling you now, you do not want to be a goalkeeper on a windy day. Yeah. There's nothing more terrifying than knowing that the ball can just move in different directions as it's coming towards you. I can imagine it's it's highly unpleasant. Yes, it is. Um, there was a game of football played as well as some windy conditions. Uh, what it means for Spurs is that they go, obviously, up to fifth. Yeah. Chelsea play tonight is a very good position for them to be. How well. 
a job has Jose Mourinho done since he came in? Is he getting too much credit, not enough credit? Yeah. Um, I mean, their style of football has been particularly unpleasant. They <laughs> don't. They don't well, surprising. it's not even unpleasant. Their games are relatively entertaining, but they don't seem to be playing good, winning football. They seem to be getting away with it every single week. Mm-hmm. Well, you prefer to be lucky than good, obviously. You prefer to be winning games and not knowing how than playing well. And like Rogers versus Arsenal, you've been saying that Arsenal have been playing well over the last few weeks, but not getting the results. Yeah. Spurs have been playing badly, but somehow getting the results. I think there's only so long that you can get away with that what he's doing right now is he finding ways to win though later on is he making substitutions and changes and is he what the wind deviating the path of the ball <laughs> and playing Son through to be fair like I said to be fair Son's finish was very good it was um, Spurs finishing was awful in that game Deli Ali missed two or three very mm-hmm. good chances in that game um, and I think that they struggle to get Son involved sometimes yeah when he and plays he, in, that, he's, in that number nine bat is a the dog really enjoyed by it. I was going to lean back to me for joined by a, a friend of ours. Um, do I think Reno's getting an... Uh, I think he's probably getting enough credit. <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything special, is he? No, Correct not. me if I'm wrong, but no, he's, he's, really he's really not. He's really not. Uh, and I don't think that... I say just safe to say I don't think he's the special one anymore. No. I don't think he is either. But... There he's doing a better job than Mauricio Pochettino, though. This season? Well, this season, yeah. Should United hire Jose Mourinho instead of Mauricio Pochettino? No, because that was the... <laughs> Pochettino didn't get... We know the story. Pochettino Did didn't get do? back. There was confrontation with him and players and with the board. and It's not a nice place to be. It's not going to be conducive to productivity. Mourinho's a breath of fresh air, even though it's a stale breath of fresh air. And he's doing something different and he's felt them winning a few football matches. And like I said, it doesn't take a genius, it doesn't take a great team to fire themselves at the table this year. No, it doesn't, because it is so tight, especially from... And because teams are so third, bad. Third place right the way down to 19th place, it and, is tight. And, and because teams are so inconsistent. Are teams good or are they bad this year, man? Well, that's the thing. I was saying that the league has so much money, and it does, and it's very competitive, and that makes it easier for teams to take points off each other. But it's very difficult to, to pin down whether... It, Teams are being good or so, being bad. Something that I've heard a lot of non-Liverpool fans saying online is that the people trying to discount Liverpool's title this year, saying that it's a weak league this year. It's not a strong league this year. It is a strong league, and people should not discount. We've never had a team be twenty-five points clear, only drawn one game, not lost a single game after twenty-six games played. Yeah, it's phenomenal. If Liverpool go on like this, they'll be the best team to have ever played in the English league. But it's a weak league, though. It's not a weak league. But Manchester United are taking points. Arsenal are tenth. Spurs are fifth. Teams are taking points. Teams are taking points off each other because it's more competitive and because they're they're and and because a couple of teams have had bad situations. Yeah. But it's not a weak league. I wouldn't be be. No, all of the English teams have qualified from Europe. In, in both competitions, yes. they've all qualified yes. through. I wouldn't be surprised. There was four European teams in the two European finals at the end of last season. They were. It's at an all-time high. I wouldn't have um, been surprised if Liverpool had lost to Norwich, who were bottom. I wouldn't have been surprised. No, because that, such is the league. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think that argument is flawed. Okay. Um, two games left in this game week shall we say uh, Chelsea, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about Arsenal we did actually briefly well we gave them a few, do you want to come back to Arsenal for a couple of minutes I'm sure you, we did give them quite a lot of time actually okay I um, didn't we, notice <laughs> no you, you snuck it in there somewhere between Sheffield United and Wolves um, we squeezed it in did we talk about the game um, we can talk about the game for a couple of minutes go on <laughs> well Arsenal were very bad in the first half, which you watched. Yeah, I did. I watched maybe and, the first half an hour, 35 minutes. And, the most impressive player on the pitch was Alan San Maximum. Running well, he, looks, he looks good when he starts running at players. And I was very angry at halftime, but Arsenal changed it around. He, scored gave, two. he gave Granit Xhaka a run around for the first half an hour. He kept dropping deep and picking him up. And Xhaka took him out on the edge of the box at one point. He was looking as he picked up. Xhaka got booked a couple of minutes later, so don't worry about that. Well, that's, uh, that's a nailed answer in the game, isn't it? <laughs> um, but no, they, Arsenal played well in the second half, but the first half was, was bad. Nicolas Pepe was very good. Yeah, he was. And he's been 
uh, highly criticised this season, but I think he's actually finding some form. No, well, well I, he, look, he's been. I don't. He has been highly criticised, but I don't think anybody thought he was an awful player. I think that yeah. that there's a difference between players being highly criticised and rival fans jumping on a new player's back. Yeah, usually people jump on players' backs because they're good. Or, or else, they have potential or they're they're worried in some way, shape, yeah, or form. Or else because they're comically bad. Yeah, and I don't think he is comically bad. No, he's not. It, he's, it, he's a miss. young player and it, it takes a lot of people a long yeah. time to settle in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but sorry, yeah. You, no, you're right. We didn't have too much to talk about. Very Arsenal. Well, look, they scored some goals. Uh, Ozo was back in the assist. Did you see Ozo's goal? No. 35 passes. Mm-hmm. Gets on a plate for him. And he passes it straight into Gravka, who lit- literally comes to the Gravka here, and he just... Oh, we've been talking him up as a really good goalkeeper this year. He made a couple of mistakes. Oh, it's here. Yeah, but Ozil's goal was so bad. Did, did Ozil score and get two assists? He, he just scored. Did he not get any assists? Pepe got two assists. Oh, like Pepe, got Pepe, an assist. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Aubameyang scored. I think Lacazette and, got a goal and an assist. Yeah, and, I, and Pepe got a, two, a goal and two, and two assists. assists. And Saka got an assist. Saka was very good. Saka is developing into a very, 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 very good player. What position does he play, actually? Left wing. Left midfield or left wing? Left wing. I've heard people talk about him playing as a left wing back and as a left back and stuff. Man, he's be- the best I've seen him play is as a left back. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, and I would like to see him continue to play there. Right. Do you want to talk about Newcastle a little bit then? Newcastle, I mean, Newcastle came to not concede, as Newcastle did. They they did very little, apart from Sam Maximal having a couple of runs. Um, Joe Linton is, is not a good striker. <laughs> he had a chance, and if you're a striker in a team like Newcastle who don't uh, generate many chances when they come along, you really, really, really need to be taking them, but he fired his shot wide from about eight yards out. And I think that they look short of quality going forward, but at the same time, they look relatively well organised. And in some ways, they were unlucky. They conceded two very late goals. Who's better, Newcastle or Crystal Palace? Probably Palace. Newcastle are one point ahead of Palace. They are, yeah. If Palace aren't safe, are Newcastle safe? I'd say Newcastle are safe, yeah. Are Palace safe? They're three points ahead of the, the, the rest of the group down oh my, below them. If New- 13, 13 games left, you'd expect Newcastle to get 10 points. Yeah. You would. One, yeah. one from four. Man, one from one point. A point a game, take, a point a game takes them to... Which isn't great. Like getting Takes them to 34. To 44. 44, and that's definitely safe. No one gets relegated on 44. Well, they got, they've got 12 games left. No, 13, you're right, sorry, yeah. No, they're 12. Play, yeah, they're no, you're right. Yeah, they're 12. 12. So it takes them to 43, which again, is, they're not going to get relegated on 43 no, points. they're not. They can probably, what, pick up seven or eight points. And stay up easily, yeah. Yeah. Well, Nearly a point every two games. That's the thing. It, 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 it's... So it's, it's, what, 15 down, really? Brighton, Bournemouth, Villa, West Ham, Watford, Norwich. It probably is. Like, it, it's, it's to the stage where points on the board is, mm-hmm. is valuable. Right. We've done, we've talked about relegation already. Who's going? Who's going down? Uh, not who's going down. Who's going to win tonight? Chelsea or United? In the bridge. Bruno Fernandez is going to play a second game. This yeah. talk Paul Pogba is going to be back in the team. We can probably actually know now who's playing. Yeah, so check out. See, see if Paul Pogba is back in the team because that that game is obviously about to kick off. Um, I think it could be a draw. I think anything can happen in this game is difficult to predict. So. Chelsea, Caballero, Rhys James, Christiansen, Rudiger, Aspilicueta, Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, Pedro, Batshuayi. Interesting. And William. And United have gone for three at the back. So De Gea, then Bailly for a start of the season. Maguire and Luke Shaw. Wan-Bissaka, Fred, Matic and Brandon Williams and Bruno Fernandes behind Anna Davis and uh, Martial. Uh, Chelsea are going to win that, I would say, from that. I mean, I don't think that's one of the worst United teams that's come out this year. I think Man. that's actually one of the better. I, I, I don't know why Daniel James is still I don't playing. know why Daniel he, James he hasn't done anything since the first few weeks of the season. Man, oh, they have such a bad team. Who have United got on the bench? What, what attacking options have they got? Gallo, Greenwood, and Mata. Mason Greenwood should be starting up front ahead of Daniel Man, James. Gallo should be starting. 
Well, or he might not have played a lot of football recently. <coughs> On form this year, Mason Greenwood should be starting to Daniel James. He should. He should. James no hasn't scored like since August. Yeah. And that, I mean, that says it all. Anyway, I'm not a United fan. I don't care. Um, and City host West Ham. Yeah. On Wednesday. Yeah. I think City win comfortably. Do you think so? Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you worried? <laughs> Do you think that there's any risk that City are going to start playing... Academy players or reserve team players in the Premier League and is some sort of protest in, in spite of it all or no no I don't think so I that doesn't strike me as a very Manchester City thing to do no Pep Guardiola wouldn't do that they don't think they, that, they don't think that what's going to happen is going to happen no and they like don't. we said earlier there's a good chance it won't yeah and they're going to fight they, man they can pay for the best of so can FIFA the UEFA but they can pay for the best lawyers in the world yeah you know they can do all that private sector stuff and <laughs> We've been talking about politics a lot, Reed. If past. you can't tell from tonight's pod, yeah. from tonight's show, um, yeah. Look, we will probably wrap it up there. And a couple of quick questions, Joe. Who's going down? We said Norwich, yeah. West Ham, and I said Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, I'll go with that too. Who's going to win the league? Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> no, Liverpool against the league. Everyone knows that. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. Stay until the end of the show if you have done so. If you are still watching or listening, please remember to subscribe to our show on YouTube. It means a lot to both of us. And it also means a lot to Sean. Who couldn't be with us tonight. Very hopefully we'll be back next Maybe week. it doesn't mean that much to Sean. Well, no, to be fair, he's this past week he's been working in the American market, so he's had to work so later. We can blame the Americans. Can we, we could, yeah. Well, you'd love to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks right. very much for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Yeah. Peace.